club. As a people, I know that uh, you're on your lunchtime break, and uh, it's about uh, probably 19 minutes to 2 p.m., and I just want to share with you a very quick word here in your lunchtime break. I did have the unmatched privilege of sharing this uh, with the Swahili-speaking nations, and I want to uh, interrupt you also into this. Uh, our conversation has for some time now been anchored on the events of the final judgment of the Lord, and we found that you live smarter, you live wiser when you live here on the earth at this hour aware that there is a day of accounting, there's a day of accountability ahead of us here, when literally every person will account before the Lord. And I made reference to yesterday's teaching, and I read from the book of John chapter 10, and our big question has been to define that church I saw in the tremendous vision of the Lord when he showed me the rapture of the church, when the Lord showed me the day how he's going to take the church from the earth into the kingdom of heaven. So that has been an anchor in our conversation. And yesterday, I endeavored to step out that we may define that church that I saw entering the cloud, entering the glory of God inside heaven, walking on the glorious stairs that were Lord, and entering when the Messiah came for her. And I said, other than waiting and feel disappointed, be dismayed and disappointed on the final day, you rather live now with the knowledge of what constitutes a true follower of Christ. What is the identity of the true church of Christ? That if there are any amends you need to execute, this would be the opportune time to do so. Now, within the short time we have, I want to take about seven of your minutes to look at some of the features that identify the true bride of Christ, the true church of Christ, the church that enters heaven, the glorious church that enters the kingdom of heaven. It says in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep listen to me. Again, my sheep listen to me. They listen to my voice. Again, John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And then it says, I give them eternal life. But he's using this paradigm, this formation here, the model, this blueprint of John chapter 10, verse 27, to define who the true followers of Christ are. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. And so the most immediate question right there to you as a Christian who has come out of office and having a lunch break is that do you listen to the words of Christ? Do you listen to the voice of Christ? Because he says, my sheep listen to my voice. And then he goes on to say, I know them. Does the Lord know you? And then he goes and says, they follow me. Are you following the Lord? Are you following Christ? We know very clearly now that the voice of the Lord is right now on the earth. And if anybody wanted to listen to the voice of the Lord, it is so clear. There is no confusion whatsoever. Because there is a voice that is pronouncing out, repent, repent, and turn away from sin. Receive Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, and be holy, and turn away from wickedness, for the kingdom of God is near. So if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, it is so clear. You turn left, you'll hear it. Turn right, you'll hear it. You turn forward, move forward, you'll hear the voice of the Lord saying, repent, repent, and turn away from all sin. 
the present-day sin and wickedness that has totally deluded the earth. Turn away from that sin and be holy. Receive Christ Jesus and live a holy life. And when you do so, you will prepare, you will have prepared for the glorious coming of the Messiah. He says, he presents a few characteristics here. He talks about my sheep, which means they are sheep that are his. He owns them. He's able to own up on them. He's able to stand up in the public and say, those are mine. My sheep. Number two, he says, they listen. They have listening ears. Number three, they don't just listen to anything else. They listen to his voice, meaning they can distinguish out the voice of Christ from all the other voices that are saying financial wealth transfer, that are telling you, oh, there is this coming to your way, there is checks in the mail and whatever. He's talking about the voice of the Lord that is telling you to repent and return to the Lord and be holy. And then he says, they hear his voice. And he says, he knows them. And the fifth item he presents in their characterization is that they follow him, which is the true testimony that they have listened to him, heard his voice, listened to him, and now they have obeyed. They follow him. And then I ask, during the lunch hour, my question today is, what does it mean to follow Christ? And I read from scriptures, like the book of Matthew chapter 19, because of time, lunch, the lunch break is almost coming to an end. The book of Matthew chapter 19. Look at what the Lord says here about following Christ. Matthew 19 verse 21. We, we use the model on Matthew 4, because of time we just rather go right to it. The model we use is Matthew chapter 4 which is verses 18 to 22. And here it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets, and followed him. Verse 21, going from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called to them, and immediately they left, they left the boat and their father and followed him. So what, if this is our paradigm, of following Jesus. If this be our model of following Jesus, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Because he says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So what does it mean to follow Christ? You that is a Christian out there, maybe you're eating a french fries, or you're reading a Bible, or you're just chatting with friends during your lunch break, and you say you're born again. Are you sure you're following Christ? What does it mean to follow Christ? And so, you see the scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 9, right next door. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Verses 9, Matthew 9, verses 9 to 13. It says the following. The book of Matthew, chapter 9, 9 to 13, he says, 
as Jesus went out from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me. Again, another one right there. He asked him to follow him. He told him. Matthew got up and followed him. And so, Matthew 19, I'll summarize everything for you eventually. Matthew chapter 19, verse 21. Matthew 19, 21 is another moment when Jesus tells somebody to follow him. And at this moment, he has already told the church to follow him. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 21, if you read with me, blessed people, it says the following. Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasures, you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. So what does it entail to follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? And then, again, it says down there, verse 21, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to enter through the eye of the needle of an idol than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So what does it mean to follow Jesus, blessed people? And it says in the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, that's the last scripture you're reading in this series, before I read one more. Chapter 10, verse 38, Matthew, it says the following. It says, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses life for my sake, will find it. What does it mean to follow Jesus, blessed people? And we know very clearly that today the entire church, they are walking in salvation with, with the expectation that they are following Jesus. Are you following Jesus today? Is it serving in the church? Is it wearing long holy dresses? Is it that you're reading the Bible? That is what, what makes you think you're following Christ? What is it that constitutes following Jesus? Is it because you give tithe? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Now, if you take this model that we picked from here, now I am reading for you the book of James chapter 2. Then I'll summarize in the next one minute or so. If you go to James chapter 2, the book of James, chapter 2, verse 19. Is it acknowledging him as Lord? Lord, he is Lord. Lord of your life. All those things are not bad things to do. It's not bad to call upon him as Lord, to wear holy, to serve in the church. But does, is that what it means to follow Jesus? Well, James, chapter 2, verse 19, he says the following here. He says, You believe that there is one God, Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. And then John chapter 12, verse 42. Listen to what he says there. John 12, 42, he says, Yet at the same time, many among them, the leaders, believed in Jesus, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge Jesus, acknowledge their faith, for the fear of 
that they would be put out, thrown out of the synagogue. For they love human praise more than praise from God. So what does it mean to follow Jesus, blessed people? Taking the example of how Jesus called his disciples, the sons of Zebedee, Andrew, Peter, you see that these were fishermen. They were doing fishing as a business. They had nets. They had a boat. They had boats. They had invested their time. They, had, they were career fishermen. That means their parents had trained them. It was running within the family line. And they were doing it not for, for charity, but for, for, for profit, for, for, for business, for gain. And within that setting, they had acquaintances, alliances, and relations. The business people coming to buy fish, the merchants coming to buy what? Those selling nets, those repairing boats. They had acquaintances and contacts. But immediately Jesus calls them to follow him. As they begin to follow him, they abandon everything plus their family. So following Jesus, he says, in this particular example, they abandon their boats, abandon their father, abandon their fishing businesses, they abandon their fishing nets, they abandon the sinful life they were living there, their sinful relations, the lifestyle and relations that were sinful, alliances that were sinful there. They abandon their ambitions to be wealthy through fishing and their career jobs and set out to go spend more time with Jesus. That is what it means following this model. That is what it, that is what it means to follow Jesus, blessed people. That you may reject, abandon the things of the world and begin to center your priorities on Jesus. That you may begin to follow Jesus and follow him, him honestly. He says that you may live the sinful life you lived before. You maybe had ambitions of being wealthy on this earth, but now you begin to store up treasures in heaven, not on the earth. Matthew chapter 6, 19, all the way down. Following Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And so we are seeing very clearly that following Jesus means changing priority, changing your life. You will even leave your families behind like the fishermen. They left their families behind to follow. They left, the baby was left right there. They followed Jesus. They prioritized him. They went out to spend more time with him, to learn at his feet. If there was any ambition of doing fishing as a career, as a business, as they were doing, and become wealthy, they abandoned it. Their priorities changed from the things of the earth, and they began to realize the treasures of heaven and focus on them. But what do you see in the present-day church? In the present-day church, the preachers have gone to church in order to get the wealth and the things of the world from the church. And so, wherever you are, as you begin to walk back to your offices after this lunch break, keep asking yourself, am I really following Jesus? Do an audit of yourself. What are the things I have abandoned? What are the things I've left behind ever since Jesus called me, ever since I followed Jesus? And so may the Lord bless you. Those of you who want to receive the Lord, who may not have been following Jesus, repeat this prayer. One minute prayer. Say, mighty Jesus, I want to follow you and be a true follower, that I may inherit the kingdom of God. Today I turn away from sin and receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive my sin and establish holiness and righteousness in my heart. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm born again. Thank you, the Lord bless you. That was your lunch, our bread. Thank you.